0: Right before this, it's still it's so fucking hot. It's like it was like ninety six this afternoon. So I like throwing my hair up in a ponytail, getting semi put together, brushing my teeth, and I had my straightener turned on to straighten like just my bangs. And then I started brushing my teeth. And I was walking around my room, like adjusting things, getting ready for this. And I go back in to my bathroom and like go to move my straightener and then my brain was like the straightener is turned on so then my brain like i stopped myself then the straightener starts to fall off the counter and i went to catch it and my brain again was like stop you no. fucking idiot the straightener's turned on so it was just like Ugh. and in Ow. all of like my brain sending signals to my hand back and forth about this fucking straightener i just did you get
1: burned so bad no but i did
0: just fit okay. my toothpaste out like fully onto the floor <laughs> It's more than a podcast. They're more than best friends. It's more than an hour of laughing and crying and then going back to laughing again. It's more than a podcast. They're more than ex-Mormon. It's the more than Mormon
1: podcast. I was
0: like standing in my bathroom holding my stranger by the cord. It's like swinging And, like, almost touching me. And there's just, like, toothpaste on the floor and, like, down my chin. And I was just, like, holding my toothbrush (laughs) and my stranger. And I was like, what is going on? What is going on? It's been a rough week. And then just now, someone just left a nice comment on our Instagram. And I read it and just almost, like, burst into tears. Yeah, you were almost (laughs) crying. I don't know what's going on. I'm feeling a lot of things. Clearly, is a single woman standing alone in her bathroom, holding a straightener <laughs>
1: with toothpaste running down her chin, asking her brain not to burst into tears.
2: Oh my it's god! A classic love oh story. my god!
1: Welcome back, <laughs> our my friends and a couple enemies. We have made a milestone in Exmo podcast content we had someone question us on instagram they never came back after we gave a response and then someone totally came and asked us asked us some (laughs) ridiculous shit on tiktok and it was so funny i was reading that i was
0: reading what they commented on our tiktok like really late at night and i was like i think i'm just tired of my brain's not processing what they're saying and then i read it the next day and i was like no I just don't know I don't get it it I'm just confused. doesn't make any sense
1: <laughs> so clearly people are starting to listen but So we're
0: like legit now because we not only have fans yeah we we're also legit have
2: haters.
1: yes welcome haters so, welcome haters lovers all the in-betweeners it's more of the Mormon podcast I'm clicked on
2: this welcome
1: Yeah. yep, and I'm back. yep. <laughs>
2: This is, it's been a hell of a
1: week, this is as our you most... can tell from the toothpaste story.
0: <laughs> Not to mention it's today, gonna be a
1: scrambled episode. I had to
0: text multiple
2: people to rearrange my afternoon because I ate too many cheese curds at <laughs> 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 It's like, you know that you live in the I'm, Midwest. I'm dying. Yeah.
0: You have to rearrange your day because you're like a child, ate too many cheese curds.
1: Before we get into the details of our episode, we wanted to make sure we plugged the Trevor Project. We are doing a fundraiser slash giveaway for the project. If you want to win a t-shirt, a sticker pack, a gift card, some other fun things, a pair of gorgeous earrings from Peach Beach shops, all you have to do is go to the Trevor Project, donate any amount, even if it's just a dollar, Take a screenshot of that donation and then send it to our DMs on Instagram, and bam, you're entered to win. Yeah. Really simple, really easy. And um... we've only had a couple people. I'm going to be real transparent. (laughs) We've only had a couple people donate. So I plan on making a donation at the end of the 30 days. Not that it really matters who donates and who doesn't, (laughs) but I would really, really love to see the people listening. Uh, participate. Had a couple of people enter, but
0: not a lot. So your odds are pretty good right now. If you are pretty, interested pretty in yes,
1: if you winning are things, interested,
0: uh, free free yeah. shit is free shit. Um, yep.
1: You know, yep. your odds would be pretty good. And if you need some incentive to head on over to the Trevor Project, I'm gonna read you a few statistics that I took straight from their Instagram. So you're welcome to go. And take a look yourself. LGBTQ youth of color reported higher rates of attempting suicide than their white peers in the past year. So to give everyone an idea of what that looks like, um, Native and Indigenous youth are 31% more likely to be contemplating suicide. Uh, White youth are at 12%. That's a huge difference. Um, Black youth is at 21% tied with multiracial youth. Um, Latinx youth are at 18%. There's a lot of complex things that go into, um, you know, being an LGBTQ youth. And one of them is race. Systemic racism absolutely exists. And it does play a role in LGBTQ individuals and how they're treated in this community and how successful they are in their day-to-day life because there's a lot of systems in place to keep these communities from experiencing the privilege that a lot of people listening are already guaranteed. Yeah.
0: And the Trevor Project, you know, regardless of someone's sexual identity or their ethnicity or their race, or the Trevor Project helps young people, helps teenagers, and it helps young adults. And I think, I mean, we're not that old, but we could all remember being a teenager and being a young adult. And it's just, it's a tough time. And to not have it's so hard, family support, to not have community support, uh, or even to have some, but to still feel like you need extra help and that's what the Trevor project does is they provide that for young yeah LGBTQ people so please donate to them um if whenever you're listening to this even if it's not June even if you're not it's not about the giveaway just um yeah donate or volunteer
2: or see how you can yes um participate in helping them help others
1: yep and we need uh, a lot of people to gather around these youth, youth and let them know that they're loved and supported, and there's resources out there for them Definitely.
0: um speaking of young people, <laughs> so the what inspired this one of our listeners who reached out to us and just asked if we could talk about this issue and i don't we weren't planning on it, and I think for me that was because I don't really i have like no background, no experience with it. Um, we're gonna talk about uh gay conversion therapy or reparative therapy today. So a little trigger warning, if that's something that is yes. hard for you, um, feel free to skip this one and we'll see you next time. Um or if it's something that you don't know a lot about or you just hasn't been talked about in your world, then feel free to stick around and learn about it with us. Um, but we got a message
2: and I guess I'll just read. What <laughs> yeah so they said yeah. hello i would just like to say love your guys podcast Thanks.
0: and i am an ex-mormon and 18 years old my family didn't accept me when i came out as gay and sent me to the ex-gay camp ran by the church and i was wondering if you guys can bring this to light with how the church so much with how the church has so much shady stuff going on behind closed doors they said, quote, I'm going to say this very bluntly. They were extremely rude and acted like we were not human and were very belittling of us. The only reason I remember this is because of the quote that you cited in your previous episode, which I think would be the Elder Oaks one. Um, they would make us read scriptures. And if we didn't memorize them, they were extremely mad at us and would go as far as to tell Us, we were going to the darkest pits of hell if we didn't marry a woman and have children. Along with basic health requirements, nothing was given. I was lucky because my mom got to see what was happening. I lost about 27 pounds and have been diagnosed with major depressive disorder and PTSD.
2: And that's from an (laughs) 18-year-old. A child, essentially. I mean, technically an adult, but also a teenager. And this is not uncommon no yeah it's unfortunately it's hard to uh, i work with kids and everything i do just kind of comes back to like
0: imagining the kids that i work with experiencing these kinds of things um but it's scary to think that you know that there are children whose parents in an effort to do what they think is best for them eternally are willing to put them in a position or send them to a place that could cause them so
2: much damage like right now, right here right now. Mm-hmm. I think if more people could hear stories like this one, they wouldn't send their children to places like that or encourage their adult family members to. Live. Absolutely. Um <clears throat> to that listener
1: on um, Behalf of the church that will more than likely never ever apologize to you. We are so sorry.
2: You do not deserve to be treated that way. You're perfect as you are. You're whole. You're amazing.
1: Incredibly brave for reaching out to us and being willing to even share just a piece of your story.
2: I. I'm so sorry. Yeah. And we love you. Yeah, I would take that. We, we love you not just for listening, but just for who you are. I think, you know, we want everyone, but especially Mormon and
0: ex-Mormon young people to know that there is safety and there is happiness and there is true joy outside of
2: the church. And outside of a religion that teaches you that there's something wrong with you. Because there's absolutely, there's nothing wrong with your sexual identity or your gender identity or who you love or who you are. And you're you're welcome here. We're glad you're here.
0: That being said, we wanted to just like have a chat
2: about, um, a conversion therapy or sometimes it's yeah. called reparative therapy. Mm-hmm. Um we both did a little bit same of same thing, not a friendlier no. term. <laughs>
0: <laughs> sounds nice, 'cause almost sounds um, almost sounds better, but it's the same thing. So we've both done some research. I don't know. Did you have what? anything right off the bat you wanted to share?
1: I nothing to share. I will make sure it gets linked below. Um <clears throat> I was listening to a podcast episode on mormon stories where natasha helfer parker and john delin sit down and talk about um his findings when he did his study which we referred to in an episode that is going to be released here shortly i think on monday yeah i think from
2: by the time you're hearing this one it's probably already out by the time
1: you're hearing this it's probably already been out and
2: they were talking about
1: reparative therapy and um it stems from anything as simple as the therapist
2: um you know just talking to someone maybe
1: prescribing to medication um all the way to Extremes, uh, dangerous, harmful extremes, such as hooking people up to
2: electroshock things. They would put them,
1: trigger warning attached to their penis, and they would play pornography. And any time the person was aroused, they would be shocked. And... From my understanding, that shock would get worse and worse. Um, The science behind it is not supported by any evidence or any peer-reviewed studies whatsoever. Utah has made it illegal um, for youth to participate in this type of therapy. However, if adults feel like it's something they want to do, they can. However, it has absolutely no scientific backing. In fact, I believe it's if it's not 1%, it's like 0% of people who underwent this therapy said that their same-sex attraction had went away. Some did say that it maybe lessened or perhaps their attraction to the opposite gender increased, but it never went away. And what we know about sexuality and gender now is that's really fluid. You know, I think probably the most important thing for anybody to know about conversion therapy is that it's not supported by any scientific scientific evidence whatsoever. And if you are seeing a therapist that is pushing their LDS belief system on you, um, they should be reported. That's also not best practice. Um, If a therapist is a good therapist, and you want your faith to be included in your therapy, a good therapist would ask you questions like, How do you feel when you pray? Do you feel like praying helps you? How do you feel when you go to church? Do you think that going to church helps you? They would never suggest anything that may biasly be attached to their religious views. And that's one of the big things about conversion therapy uh specifically tied to the church is that it's heavily heavily connected um especially with l d s family services and the therapists that they hire um It's just really dangerous and it's it's not safe
2: and it, it, it's especially for children yeah
0: the um the human rights campaign website has a lot of information about it um And one of the things that I read today was that like every major medical and mental health organization in the United States like condemns the use of conversion therapy, including Mm -hmm. the American Psychiatric Mm -hmm. Association. Yes. Because it's not effective and not only is it not effective, but it's harmful and it has negative effects. Yeah. And it's one of those things where I think if you're not aware of it, then you may not realize what an issue it could be but currently there is only 20 states where gay conversion therapy is illegal um and That's then there's outside okay. of that there's other like unicip- Unicipality? Unicipality? no you know what word you know what i'm trying to say I, I- I'm I'm picking up. So there's other down. other places in other states where it's been banned, but only twenty states have been banned it right? Including Utah, but like Lena said if you're an, if you're an adult and you consent to go to like some kind of nonprofit or some kind of therapist and seek this out, then it is
2: that's your prerogative. Yep. Um
0: One thing that's interesting is in the church I think The choices they give people experiencing same-sex attraction are so limited. Uh, It's celibacy or it's entering into a heterosexual marriage
1: relationship. Um, And neither of them, generally speaking, work. Celibacy in particular is, especially because the church also teaches that masturbation is a dangerous sin, Um, you know, celibacy, just no, yeah, (laughs) that's a no. And it is possible for, um, mixed orientation, uh, marriages to work. I, you know, I, your teammates, if you're friends, if you respect each other, if you know what's going on and you both consent and you have a love for each other, then absolutely. Um, however, you know, if all of that is not in the right place, it's not fair to either party to enter into a marriage, let alone a eternal one, um, without having the opportunity for their partner to have like a genuine sexual attraction for them. I I just don't think that's fair or healthy.
0: No, I think it's. Everyone deserves to experience love and sex whether those go together or not. Um for you as an individual, I think everyone deserves the opportunity to experience both of them in mm-hmm. in the like the, the biggest and most capacity that they want. And I think it can be hard to allow yourself as a member the freedom to explore your sexuality because there's so much fear connected with it that even if you are a person who could say well I know that like my parents would still love me at the end of the day it comes down to like you don't you won't have the freedom to to be who you are in like in heaven in eternity and I think when when the when the doctrine teaches you that your sexual identity is eternally straight even though on earth you may be experiencing something else that there's no freedom to explore who you are or what makes you feel good or who you want to love because it, like what's the point and I think if you want to be a faithful Mormon and you want to have that happy family you can't even for a second consider trying to do it with someone who's you know, the same gender as you. And Mm -mm. so much of Mormon doctrine focuses on the family that you have to make that choice. And most people have some understanding of their sexual identity very young. You have to make that choice very young about whether it's more important for you to have that, you know, idealistic Mormon forever family or to explore who you are and to discover your identity
2: as an individual and that's a tough choice for anyone to make and to have you know the church
1: weighing in on that decision for you
2: Mm -hmm.
1: um that's not agency i'm pretty sure the handbook currently states that they encourage active Mormons who are lgbtq not to accept like a title or an identity like not to label themselves
0: well i think that's why they they use like the term like same-sex attraction
1: Mm -hmm. because they're like Mm
0: -hmm. you can be attracted to someone of the same sex and still choose not to identify as gay
2: which is true
0: you can choose to identify however you want But I think it's because the church discourages people from being, like, super out and proud. Even if you're celibate or even if you're in, like, a mixed orientation marriage, the church still doesn't want people to be proud of their same-sex
2: attraction. Like, they want Mm -hmm. to give it this label that it is essentially a sin or, you know, some kind of trial or affliction. And so if you come into church and you're like,
0: I'm a lesbian, then they're, I mean, they won't kick you out. But
1: I mean, you're not yeah. going to be able to have a calling. Um, the church, I don't know if it's the same now, but when the policy came out, um, they believed that that in and of itself
2: was necessary uh, for church discipline.
1: Gay and Maybe. married. Disfellowshipped or ex-commu- excommunication. I'll have to double check if it was either just being gay and like going to your bishop and saying so, or if you're gay and you're married. Side note: That just reminded me about a TikTok that just came out about a gay couple.
0: I was who gonna have say, been married did you see Janelin, my yep, best
1: friend, and he <laughs> he went to church with his partner and they kept to themselves and they just wanted to worship however and the bishop was like yeah we're ready to excommunicate you if you don't divorce your husband that's happening right now right now this isn't like a few years ago like currently like last week
2: this past sunday it makes me think of um you watch queer eye so there's a I think it's like
0: one of their more recent seasons. They do they um they do a makeover
2: uh on I don't know the terms. It's a little church, but like a pastor, you know, someone high up in a
0: in mm-hmm. a church It's not a Mormon church, but it's like a Christian that Right, right. And and he's a gay man. And there's a really, really beautiful scene where Bobby Burke, who is my favorite of the queer eye cast um you know is talking about growing up religious and growing up gay and how difficult that was and and even in the episode like you can see how uncomfortable he is like being in a church and it's not even like his church that he grew up Mm -hmm. in and there's a really beautiful moment where this man the
2: i'm gonna use the term pastor
0: is talking to bobby and and they're talking about their experience and he he says you know this this like that like the church owes you an apology. And there's a good chance you'll never get it. Mm-hmm. But regardless of what the doctrine is, regardless of what the rules are, for the way that you were treated, you, you're you owed an apology because you deserve to heal. And it's really emotional and I cry. But as as we've talked about, I cry a lot. <laughs> it doesn't take much. But I think it's one of those things where there are individuals, certainly within the Mormon church, but there are also other churches and other de- denominations, even leaders of other churches, who are attempting to, to heal those relationships that were hurt, yes. while the Mormon church is actively excommunicating people who are peacefully attending, you know, sacrament meetings. All
2: are welcome, my ass. What
0: doesn't say all are welcome is visitors welcome.
2: (laughs) True. (laughs) You can visit, but. Shit. Touche. Okay, okay. Doesn't say
0: what kind Uh, of visitors.
1: True. Just like that guy in his comment. Like, what kind of gay people are we talking about here? You know what? I'm just. We're going to bring this up for a minute because he tried.
2: (laughs) I don't even know. I'm assuming he. I don't know
1: why I'm assuming that. I just get they assumed. That the reason God would punish someone for being gay is also connected to what kind of gay person they are. And What he does that mean? Murderer, abuser, a celibate gay. I'm like, I'm sorry. You're off your fucking rocker. So a loving God who doesn't accept unrepentant
0: murderers, abusers, etc. in his presence would violate the logic of your argument, correct? Which I think, yes. I think if I killed someone, my mom would still love me. You know, mm-hmm. still visit me in prison.
1: I believe, for instance, Casey Anthony, I believe her parents know what happened to her daughter. And I believe that they're covering it up to save her ass. That's what I believe. I believe a parent who really, truly loves their kid uh, would still love their child regardless. I know parents. I'm, I'm a huge true crime person. Oh and really I, I could name off so many cases where the parent has been the one to turn in their child. And they still love their yeah. child and support their child. That, that their love doesn't go away just because their child murdered someone. And I can guarantee that my parents would be disappointed, but they would still love me.
2: And, and if, talk to you.
1: Forbid and... the murderer got out of jail and needed a place to go. Those loving parents would take. You know, yeah. like what are you even trying to say? Yeah. So
0: what he's saying, what they're saying, whoever they are, it's not making sense. Like right after that. So then you responded. No. And you said, if God thinks that being gay makes someone other unworthy to be in His presence, then He's just being an asshole. True. And then they said, I'll stand by <laughs> that. Retweet. Then they said, and shouldn't we specify what type of gay person—promiscuous, monogamous, abusive, celibate? It's not one size fits all, is it? And I think this is what you're talking about, where it's like he. They're trying to say, but we both just assume it's a man that's, you know, we got to work on our internal lives. just seems like, <laughs> like
1: mansplaining. I'm so, we, I have a lot of issues with the patriarchy. Yeah. I'm fucking working on yeah. it. But for now,
0: for now in my brain,
1: he just, it there's seems an energy. like a mansplaining yeah. type of thing. Yeah. There's an energy. But I, think,
0: I could be wrong. I think what they're trying to say is like, if you're gay and you're celibate, that's different than if you're gay and you're in a monogamous gay relationship, which is different than if you're gay and you're a promiscuous gay person. As if God's like, he definitely doesn't like gay, like, but depending on like how so there's deep you always, go.
1: <laughs> exactly. So there's always points docked off for being gay, regardless of what kind of gay person you are. And then there's like. A level of points depending on the type mm-hmm. of gay person you are so if you're a murdering gay person that's like the max amount of points that will like be docked from your like lifetime point content right you only get 10 and then
0: you, <laughs> you only get only 10, get
1: 10 and then all of a sudden you know but if you're like a good celibate church-going gay person well then you get all 10 yeah like the guy but from Queer Eye. just kidding you actually get five docked off you get five docked of off just for being gay, and then from that,
0: God, that's like your baseline.
1: Yeah, so if you sin any more past just being who you are, (laughs) God has extra reason to keep you away from him. Yeah. (laughs) Like you're a virus or something. Yeah. What the fuck? So then he says,
0: they say, no, I certainly was not saying that. I think about you saying that God's an asshole. I was mm-hmm. questioning the logic that God isn't loving if he doesn't have any boundaries on who is in his presence. But let's think about this for a second. because I have issue with this word boundaries. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are something you set up to keep yourself safe. Yep. If God is all knowing, all powerful, has existed forever, will exist forever, our knowledge compared to his is like an ant compared to us. Certainly, there is almost nothing we could do that would make him be unsafe. That would scare him. That would trigger him to the extent that it wouldn't be safe for his for God's mental health to be around us.
1: Unless, my friend, you are saying that God is homophobic.
0: Right, which it sounds like God just doesn't like gay people,
1: which goes back he just to. Just doesn't
0: like what that. you said, where Your God's an he an just asshole. kind of sounds like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, because once this again, kind of like an you know, my parents love me unconditionally, and I know that I could be a murdering gay person, and after they I served my you. time, I would still be invited to Christmas. Like, mm-hmm. and Heavenly Father, Mormon yeah. God is saying, "I'll love you. You don't get to be in my house. You don't get to spend time with my other children. You're certainly never going to meet your Heavenly Mother, who you have no remembrance of," and. You know, I never want to see you again. I'll send my favorite kid, Jesus, to visit you on the weekends. Yep. And that is that not is my unconditional love at all. No, that's not God unconditional. Doesn't, God shouldn't need to create those boundaries for himself. If his love is pure and his love is perfect, Oops. then it shouldn't be able to be damaged by anything. Especially not us breaking rules that he made up that we have to follow his specific plan in order to be saved from the consequences of the rules that he made up.
1: And so I'm going to connect this to conversion therapy because I don't want to lose sight of why we're recording, but the church is actively, like we've discussed, participated in encouraging their gay members to go through this therapy, hiring therapists willing to do it, encouraging members to go to these therapists mind you bishops and stake presidents unless in their personal life have gone through the training and education to be like a sex therapist or what have you they have no training whatsoever to be able to tell someone to come get this type of therapy that is going to not only physically damage them but emotionally and mentally as well BYU did a lot of conversion therapy not that long ago, heavily participated in in it, and if this is the one true church who is teaching a God exists with unconditional love for every single one of his children, then they would have never agreed that this is something that was okay. They would have known that this would have been dangerous. It seems pretty logical if you're going to hook up something to someone's body that will electrocute them over and over, that that would damage them. You don't need revelation for that, right? So the church has never had a desire to love and support their gay brothers and sisters. And as we just talked about with the excommunication of this man who brought his spouse to church, minding his own business, hoping to worship God, they don't give a fucking shit about you. And that's absolutely disgusting. And for this sweet 18-year-old child who maybe experienced this two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, to go through something that traumatic. What kind of loving God allows that? In the name of
0: my parents wanted mm-hmm. me to be a part of their forever family. Yeah. My parents yeah. didn't accept me as gay, so they did what they could to change it. Thank thank God his mom, you know, came to her senses in a way and was able to see what was mm-hmm. going on and was able to put her love yeah. for her child above
1: first about her
0: belief whatever her beliefs are I don't know her but i think what's what you're saying is so true and it just it it just reminds me that in a way everything the church teaches is tactics for you to be able to you know convert yourself in whatever circumstance to what the church believes is true mm-hmm. and then setting it aside from being gay Setting it aside from same-sex attraction or even like gender identity. Say, for example, that you have an addiction to coffee, which is can be great for you, has lots of antioxidants in it, like <laughs> provides you caffeine if you need a boost, is delicious, comes from the earth, whatever. Helps you poop helps you poop, helps you get your day started when you've had too many cheese <laughs> like let's say you're someone who's oh no for some reason you're a member and you 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 really like coffee and you've developed this habit of drinking coffee in order to deal with that if you went and talked to your bishop or even just like you on your own as a member like what would your steps be it would be to read your scriptures it would be to pray about it it would be to set goals for yourself it would be to measure how long you could go without coffee, without thinking about it, without desiring it. And then, you know, the, the ultimate goal would be to live the rest of your life without it. And that's how the church approaches everything. Everything that the church yes. isn't you to do, it wants yes. you to pray it away. It wants you to force yourself to go without it, even though you want it. And even though outside of church doctrine, there's really no reason that you can't have it. And I think that that's what's, So frustrating is that in the church, there can be this mentality that being gay is like any other sin. And first of all, it's not a sin. You know, nope, Nope. there's that. But second of all, like, even if you believe that it is a sin, it's so easy as a Mormon to be like, well, I struggled with my coffee addiction and I overcame it by talking to my bishop and reading my Patreon and remembering who I am and praying and the
1: Lord gave me strength, whatever. And it's just it's just not the same. And it's not the same. Not not even the same caliber. No. Not on not the same playing field. And you're so right. They're they are setting you up to never be that person ever again. Never even entertain them. They thought.
0: indoctrinate you to convert yourself. To changing who you are for the rest of your life, mm-hmm. whether that's mm-hmm. the word of wisdom, the law of chastity or your sexual or your whatever. gender identity, yep. whatever yep. it may be. Yep. The goal of the church is to prevent you
1: from being in and doing things that make you who you are. Um, Natasha in that podcast mentions when gay men were, you know, undergoing this therapy she said it was really interesting because a lot of them would start to display homophobic tendencies. Crazy. And is someone being homophobic any better than being gay? No. Take religion out of being gay or transgender and there's no reason you can't be transgender and go get reassignment surgery there's no reason you can't be gay and marry someone of the same biological gender there's no reason or explanation for it bring religion in and there's all sorts of complex issues so the reason a giant population of people are forced into oppression And depression and suicidal tendencies is because of this loving God who loves them unconditionally and is providing these resources. Bishops take president, LDS Family Services, who may or may not have a therapist willing to do what's best for these people outside of their religion. You know, the church is literally surrounding you with things to keep you boxed in. And, you know, this is not only cult-like behavior, but it is a sign of abuse. And, you know, I mean, honestly, this is such like a complex, you know, subject. It goes so many, so many ways But the church will send people who are masturbating to addiction recovery and, Um, psychology does not say that there is an addiction to masturbation or pornography, but the church will tell you you're broken, you've always been broken, and you will always be broken because you are continually needing to repent for anything and everything and if a part of what you're repenting for is just who you are, who your identity is, it's like me repenting for my hair color. Mm -hmm. I can't at you know, I can point, diet, but it's still there. At some
0: point in time, we should react to the addiction recovery videos specifically, like the oh sex. Oh my gosh, one would be those so
1: bad, you guys. Uh,
0: I watched those, those a lot so on my bad. mission. That's I idea. really was like, they're longer and they're very well done. And as a missionary, I was like desperate for like any media content to
1: consume. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you just. And you go only have the church yeah.
0: library. So I've watched them a lot, but I. In an attempt to heal you or free you from your addictions to whatever it may be. The church wants you to become addicted to the spirit, to the church, to the doctrine, to even the savior. And you can, you can, as an adult, you can make your own choices about what you think is right and wrong. If you feel like you're masturbating too much, go ahead and work you know, there's nothing wrong with a growth mindset and like, you can do that for yourself. Nope. But if you go through the church, like Lena said, if you're going to, through a bishop, if you're going through your stake, if you're going through the church in any way, their end goal is not only to, you know, help you recover from what you're going through, but it's to replace it with a reliance on the church and on yes, absolutely. the gospel and on whatever, whatever. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the fact that when you are a member of the church, you support them financially and you give them power. And that's what the church wants. Mm-hmm. The church cared about individuals. Yeah. It wouldn't be excommunicating gay men for attending church peacefully with their partners. It
1: wouldn't be excommunicating anybody. That's not what Jesus would do. Yeah. You know, and it, you know, the church really wants to be called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints until they start to truly make up for what they've done to lgbtq people i'm gonna call it the mormon church because if they won't let someone who's trans pick a name that matches their identity if that alone is so threatening to them what makes them think they deserve to be called by their desired name literally no one does it like that's such bullshit like Get over yourself, Mormon Church. Stop trying to take people out of transparency and authenticity and into your fucking dirty little trap. Leave people alone. I'm so happy that it's banned for youth in Utah, but, you know, like we said, if you're an adult, you can totally, you know, opt in. And there's maybe there's a lot of people listening right now thinking, like, what adult would opt into something like that? But that's... The thing about the church is that they're so powerful, and they do things in such a way, you know, they brainwash people.
0: I, I mean, and... you and I opted into being full-time missionaries, and
1: oh yeah, my mission.
0: And I think I can speak for you while having some really great moments. Like I was miserable on my mission.
1: Oh my god, I was so physically fucking miserable. miserable.
0: I was mentally not okay.
1: I was spiritually miserable. I was definitely
0: spiritually miserable. I was lonely i was sad i developed strange phobias because my body was just displacing the anxiety i felt as an adult i was 21 mm-hmm. or 22 when i went on my mission so i wasn't yeah. even like you know not i think you can go at 19 when you're a girl 18 when you're a boy it's yeah really, yeah <laughs> so like as, a, as an adult who's indoctrinated the younger the better and, Gotta get home so they can get says to, Joseph
1: Smith.
0: Get to those get to Marion.
1: Yep, yep.
0: But as an adult, when you're indoctrinated into something when you're a part of a cult and you don't know that you're a part of a cult, you'll do anything for
1: it. And when you're you know, seventeen or eighteen years old where you're like learning to think critically, but you're still like under your parents' thumb and um, you know if you're male in particular there's a lot of pressure to go serve a mission and you know sometimes there's even like people getting blessings and being promised that they're same sex attraction I hate saying that like that their gayness like would just disappear if they serve this mission and um, that's not how it works and all of it is just so dangerous and harmful and um they're there's also evidence and stories, firsthand accounts of uh, what I would call like a cuddle party of adult men, sometimes married to women, as a part of this reparative therapy, were like getting naked and like
2: cuddling black.
1: It's a. I think that sounds amazing. That would go if
0: I was trying to.
1: (laughs) Tell me how, like, I'm genuinely curious, like, what, like, what the logic would be of, like, how would that make someone less gay? Like, I'm okay, okay, but I'm just going to be really blunt. Sorry, mom and dad, you put me naked with a bunch of women snuggling. I'm going to have a great fucking time, and that would probably make me a little bit more gay than I am right now. I'm just going to (laughs) say. and
0: i think well okay what's crazy is i today learned that initially you know there was a belief in the scientific community and i'm talking like
2: you know at least 100 years ago if not
0: longer that homosexuality was like a like a medical um yes condition and everyone thought that it was some
1: sort of like mental illness
0: yeah and there was a a therapy or a procedure done where they would Remove the testicle of a gay man and replace it with a donor testicle from a straight man, in an attempt. To <coughs> be straight. And then when, what? and then when that wasn't working, then they were like, maybe this is more than just like a biological condition. It might be like a mental sort of
1: psychological condition. Oh but my then, god, I did not know that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah.
0: And that's fuck. One of those things where you hear it and you're like, that's barbaric. But like gay conversion therapy is barbaric like it is Mm -hmm. it is wrong in any sense to to attempt to change someone else's absolutely not just identity but like biological
2: like predisposition and to do it in the
0: name of this is what god would want
1: and if someone's brainwashed and coerced that's not true consent And if they're being told all of these things at church and they feel like the only way to live with God again and to have true happiness would be to undergo this therapy and take the risk. Okay. So listeners, I, I did make a few posts. It was so short notice. I didn't expect anyone to, um, you know, get back to us in time. We're still pretty small. But if you're hearing this and you yourself, or if you know someone and would love to like get together and share a story, we would be more than happy to interview you anonymously or not. Um, Like Meg said, at the very beginning of this episode, you know, we really don't know a lot about it. And there's a lot to learn and discover. And, you know, people like Meg and I who have never experienced something like this, I almost feel. I almost feel like we shouldn't be talking about it. So I would really, and well, I just love to come back to this topic. I Feel like
0: we need to put like a big label on this that this this yes. conversation was based on, you know, talking to this person on who the DM'd email us, that we got, and then yeah, a little bit wanted, of we did yeah. like, today. It's just yeah. Us we want a to make sure that
1: this listener knows that we we see them. We're making space for them. And so I would love to revisit this topic when we've had more time to learn and discover, um, you know, and like I said, maybe share some, you know, experiences. There's a lot of stuff that's already out there that I'll just have to dig into. So, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, they don't know anything, you're basically right.
0: We know we,
1: we, we don't,
0: I had, you know, I only have like half a page of notes today. Normally I have a (laughs) few. But yeah. even then, and I'm, you know, our the research we can do isn't the same as there are people who have experienced this and are experiencing this. And even if, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want us to necessarily share your story on the podcast, if you want to share your story with us to help us be more educated. And educate us. And,
1: yeah. Absolutely. Please. If you're like, hey, this isn't quite right. Or they also do that, you know, whatever. Like, we're open to that, you know, because like, like we said, we don't. We don't really know, and, and there's a lot of complexity, a lot of seriousness, a lot of harm, and so I'm just going to reiterate what I said at the very beginning. Reparative therapy, conversion therapy, whatever you want to call it, is not evidence-based. It is no scientific backing. Um, it has been banned, maybe legal, and a lot of professional associations have came out and
2: said, absolutely not. So if you feel like you need
1: some sort of help because being gay or being transgender feels like an issue, also, side note, I understand that being transgender is not the same as being gay. You can be transgender and be gay, but it's it's being transgender in and of itself is not it's it's not the same. However, the church definitely likes to combine the two. So if you feel like you do need like some sort of professional help, um, the Mormon Mental Health Association has a lot of really great therapy options that will not do reparative or conversion therapy. Um, you know, there are therapists out there that, are either currently or have been a part of the church um who have done hours and hours and hours of research and work to understand being lgbtq um you know so there is help i you know have your agency, but I would really really recommend going to some of these other sources before or even in place of entirely speaking with your bishop um you know, there's a lot of support for you out there. Yeah.
2: I think, and we, we want you
1: to get the help that will benefit you the most. We
0: always, unless you like know your bishop and love your bishop as an individual, we're always like skip the bishop. <laughs> Is even if they Basically. mean well, and I think most bishops mean well. Most do.
1: Absolutely. They Don't have the
0: resources, and they often don't have the background, the training, the experience to help you with whatever your specific need may be at that time. Like I've even gone to bishops. Mm-hmm. And just been like, I'm having a hard time in my relationship or in this friendship. I'm feeling And depressed. not gotten me, yeah, the absolutely. help that I needed because they're, at the end of the day, unless they happen to be a medical professional who was called to be a bishop, like, odds are, odds are that they're not a medical professional or they're not a licensed therapist or counselor. And you deserve to have help from someone who is qualified
2: to give you help. In addition yes. to whatever religious or spiritual help that you choose to not so skip the mm-hmm. bishop, nine times seven. Basically. Yeah. And Basically. if so, you listen and you were if you were heartbroken by the
0: story that we shared, and if you've listened to this and you thought, you know, that it that you that you want some way to help, that you want some way to participate, donate to the Trevor Project. Because they do provide quality resources to young LGBTQ plus individuals.
1: Mm -hmm. We'll take great care of them. It's an amazing resource and they really, really need our support. I think we're going to end it here. Um, Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, follow. more of our listeners are not subscribed than not so i don't know what you're doing if you're spending <laughs> an hour plus listening to us bitch about the church per week give us a thumbs up and hit subscribe it really doesn't do anything but make us feel happy and, and it's a good idea to
0: subscribe so. too because we've been recording more episodes that aren't always going to come out on mondays um mm-hmm. we have a lot to talk about so if you're subscribed yep. and you have like your notifications on, then you'll know about them rather then than just know.
1: happening to see them on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, if you're someone who just feels like you want to support Exmo content and get it out there, so other people have, you know, a place to go for some refuge, you know, liking it and sharing it will boost that algorithm. Leave us a review. You know, if you like yep, us, do it. Just one little more than mormon family so please like subscribe share follow uh we love you so much we Love you so much happy fucking pride and fuck elder oaks <laughs> I <have a> <laughs> I'll just keep adding I'm that i'm still in. on that we should add that just like every, even this just like a new This authority. person reaching out to us is
0: like oh yeah when you shared that elder oaks quote i was remembered of my deep trauma
1: <laughs> it, that quote has sparked a lot of like it triggered a lot of people for really unfortunate reasons you know there's a reason we talked about it and elder
0: oaks this is my own (sighs) personal soapbox elder oaks is so high up that he is in line to be the next prophet unless he dies next or they Mm -hmm. change something like he will be the next prophet of the church he will have influence over millions of people and he is preaching it's gonna
1: get so much worse so like
0: elder oaks must be stopped (laughs) at the very least spread the word that people shouldn't be listening yes
1: shit for real listen to us instead every monday (laughs) we're way more entertaining don't you think yeah we look better at the fucking least i mean i dry
0: shampooed these banks twice today so i took a shower right before
1: i came i mean you can look at this crazy hair for proof
0: anyway (laughs) anyway We love you. Okay. We'll
1: see you next time. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye bye. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the More Than Mormon podcast. If you made it this far, then you're definitely worthy to enter the Telushto Kingdom. Wait, is that the good one?